doctor. So I was with the parents the week before in Washington, D.C. And this was not planned, but I decided to invite the guy I was seeing to D.C. And because the scene called me out and she was like, are you eating alone? I said no. And we made a trip out of it. And during that trip, what? what the f- is going on? I like to party. Jesus, honey, wax much? This is Unwaxed. Get in, Lizzie. We're going shopping. With Sophia and Sistine Stallone. Did we just become best friends? Yep. I do look like a cool dad. Nah, not like a cool dad. You look like someone's agent, but like trying really hard to look like a professional agent. You want to hear something weird? Whenever I see someone wearing glasses indoors... Instantly, I'm judging them. Like, do you think you're too cool for school? What are you hiding? Why would... You know what I mean? But then whenever I work... Like, right now, I feel like such an asshole. No, glasses inside mean one thing. You're hungover. You're high. That's it. You're high or you're hungover. There's no in-between. There's no way you're just wearing it because it's fashion. I mean, unless it is fashion, unless it's something cool that someone put together. I mean, Hailey Bieber wore it on the red carpet to the Met Ball. She wore glasses to the Met Ball. She did. And I was like... Maybe you have a sty. That was the first <laughs> thing I thought of. Anyway, welcome back to another episode of the Unwaxed Podcast with, with your, your favorite, favorite sisters. sisters. Sorry. Go Friends. ahead. Christine. I just love saying it. It's been a bit, so I wanted to get into it. Obviously, we're a little rusty right now. I feel like yeah. we haven't been in the studio in quite some time. And today is a super special episode because... It's a sister episode. Sister episode! When was the last time we've done that? It's been a bit since we just had a one-on-one conversation. Every time we do these no-guest episodes, it really takes me back to the very birth of the Unwaxed podcast. I know. And we were struggling. We were writing topics that we needed to talk about. Everything was so rehearsed. But it was fun. It was, yeah. What? It, It sucked because we were inside. It was during quarantine. We hated each other. We did hate each other. <laughs> it was like, not only was it a pandemic, and not only were we working together, eating together, sleeping together, we were just unhappy being inside. So we had it's to so pra- true. You know? But I like this so much better. I feel like this just makes it seem easier. I don't know. Or it's just been a year. Well, I, now feel, I, get I it. just feel less pressure. Because sometimes when you have a guest on, first of all, I, I dress differently. I'll actually do my hair. Right now, my hair is so gross. And now, just being with you, I feel chill. I can just, so you, you know. Can look like this? Yeah, the, the hat with the shirt and the... Do you not like my hat, too? No, I, it's fine. I actually bought this hat for my boyfriend this weekend, and I have a bad habit of buying gifts for other people and then liking it so much that I never give it to them. Wait, I did that to my friend so... for her birthday. Uh, so I had to give her a birthday present, so I gave her a bunch of makeup <laughs> One of the things it's for Sophia. shout out Colleen. I'm sorry, I took one product. What did you take? Self tanner. I was like the one thing she'd probably like the most. <laughs> of course, because you're like a little self tanner fiend. Well, no, this is the thing. I remember I bought it. I was thinking I was like actually I kind of needed a self tanner to mix with my moisturizer like daily, and then. I was like, no, no, no. You know what? I have like eight bottles. I don't need another one. And so literally right before leaving the door, <laughs> pull it out of the back, toss it in my bed and run out so I don't think a second thought about it. You should and be I felt on... so guilty all the way. The thing. I was like, I should have just I given it to her. I think you have a problem. You should be on so My Strange Addiction or something to self-tanner. Oh, wait, first of all, I don't put that much self-tanner on. You, you just like said a... you had eight bottles. No, but of the ones for your body. And like half of them were out. Some of them are just safe. 
Are you in a, are you I have eight bottles. I am exaggerating. I have four. <laughs> Still a lot. Uh, Sophia, <laughs> it's okay, Sophia. It's okay. Wait, just kidding. Wait, I have four bottles, and then I have two for the face. Okay, Sophia. Okay, you're, you're really digging yourself back into that hole. Is there anything recently that you've been addicted to? Because I remember a few episodes ago, I had a, a melatonin addiction. Mm-hmm. And the serving size is about 10 milligrams of melatonin. And I took about, I'm not exaggerating, 65 to 80 a day. That's not even, that's not possible. I just, no, but I ate, because I like them in gummy form, but I ate about 12 gummies instead of two. Did you just fall asleep for eight years? I mean, like, uh, there's no way you could actually. Oh my God, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean melatonin. I meant hair growth vitamins. Oh, yeah. I was <laughs> <laughs> you were like, were you just out? <laughs> I was like, you ate 100 milligrams of melatonin? That's you like, dead. That's such a drug addict. Yeah. <laughs> that's drugs like, at this there's point. There's no way you ate that much. Okay, that but makes more sense. Also, that's kind of still bad to no, eat that money. So I didn't realize that taking that much bio to not only does it break you out, I started growing hair everywhere. Ooh. All over my face. Manscaped. Shut up. I mean, I really had a problem. But anyway, I've kicked my addiction because um, it just wasn't good health-wise. So is there anything recently? I know you're addicted to almond butter, but is there something that you've just been kind of obsessed with lately? Um, Yeah. Well, I make smoothies every morning, and I actually can't. I literally... It sounds so stupid, but no, I'll make a breakfast. I'll make eggs, toast, everything. Yes. And then I'll start eating it and hate it yeah. and then make a smoothie. And then I'll, I'll like, literally throw out the food that I just made. I'm like, why did I do that? I'm wasting money yes. and I'm being just too picky. And, of course, still almond butter. At night, I have to have ice cream every single night. Of course. But now I'm putting almond butter on it. On ice cream? Yes, it's so good. I knew it was bad <laughs> when you put almond butter on yogurt. I was like, Wait, that's not bad. I've just never seen that before. You've never seen a yogurt parfait with, like, a scoop of peanut butter? Is that not normal? Oh, Oh, I thought that was normal. Crickets, crickets. I feel like that's it. I don't have, like, that bad of anything. Like, you have always had a gummy thing. You've always loved gummies. But I've been taking um, multivitamins and stuff, actually, lately. Mom told me to start taking prenatal. No, that's good for you. I think I should start doing that. You should. Get ready for a baby. I'm going to be the best aunt ever. Jennifer is... It's so funny, because now that I'm in a relationship... And it's going swimmingly. All she wants to do is be a grandma. Yeah. And I said, whoa, lady, I am 23. You got to pump the brakes on that. She wants a baby yeah, so Yeah, she has such baby fever. Bad. Well, she says, like, taking care of Sly is basically like taking care of a baby. Yes. Except he's not as cute. Yeah, he's... It's just not even close. A little bigger. Oh, a little slightly wrinklier. bigger. <laughs> not like the cute baby wrinkles. Yeah, but he still burps and uses his diaper. <laughs> He does have a diaper. He does have a diaper. He's going to kill you. Potato, potato. Okay. Um, No, I know. It's it's funny because I feel like every time she's around couples or us when it comes to children, she's always just like, when you have your kids here, when you have this here. And it's fun because now I actually am, I mean, I'm turning 26 this year. I'm not saying I want a kid anytime soon. (sighs) Are you freaking out about, that's pretty old. I know that sounds crazy, but for, okay, let me rewind. (laughs) Let me rewind. It's not that old. No, no, no. When I hear, when I hear other people saying I'm 27, I'm 28, I'm like, wow, you're so young. But when it's someone that you've grown up with and seen them as a baby, seeing you as an adult is old to me. Do you understand what I'm saying? I guess so, Like seeing you as a 26-year-old is crazy because you still remind me of a 16-year-old. I don't feel like I'm 26. 
at all. I mean, I'm not 26, 25, but I don't feel like I'm the age I am at all. It's funny because I remember being younger and you look at these older kids and you go, I can't wait to be 25. I'm oh, going to have yeah. all my life figured out, all this stuff. And then you get to be 25, you're thinking, I am... I seriously could be thrown back senior year of high school and probably acclimate pretty well. I wanted <laughs> like, that's to. That's the problem. My favorite thing, I was, I looked up to an older sibling so much when I was in middle school, seventh and eighth grade. I would look at the seniors in high school. I don't look at the kids that had the older sister and be like, oh my God, I want to be that so bad. They're so cool. Yeah, but you didn't talk to me in high school. That's not true. Yes, it's true. Christine, you came over to every single party I had at my house all the time. We had conjoined parties. That's different. Uh, Exactly. She just said I wasn't talking to her at all in high school. And she said we have conjoined parties. I'm triggered because one time I went up to her and I was like, hey, Sophia, I have no one to eat lunch with. Can I eat lunch with you? And you were like, no. When did I say this? You were sitting with the volleyball girls, and I was too young and not cool enough. When was this? I quit volleyball. Sissy, I quit volleyball after six months. High school. That's not possible. Because I quit. You played freshman year. Sophomore year. Sophomore year, but you weren't in. You're two years younger than me. That's eighth grade. Perhaps my timeline is a bit off. <laughs> You're such a liar. <laughs> okay, right, wait. We're going we're to talk about it. Now we're, let's actually get into what's the true topic of what we want to talk yeah, about. Yeah, that was just a ramble. Sistine and I actually haven't really seen each other for quite a while. Although we haven't been at the studio for a while, we literally haven't seen each other. That's why I love not sharing details with you until we get on the podcast. Yeah, we actually haven't we get talked to about that much. fully recap right now. Mm-hmm. Should I start or would you like to start? Um, You can start because I feel like... So, more to unpack. I have been out of town. I was in Florida for the past week. It was a very impulsive decision. I've never done anything this last minute. I booked my flight 6 p.m. on a Saturday and left early Sunday morning mm-hmm. with no luggage. It was very quick, but I was really happy about it. Sometimes when you don't overthink a trip, it's almost easier. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I stress out sometimes the whole week about traveling and packing. Yeah, and making... the airport, getting on time. Yeah, and like but land. kind of just yeah. throwing yourself into it. None of that was a problem. So it was really nice. I spent the week with my family. It was Scarlet Spring Break, so I got to see her. And then my mm-hmm. aunt and uncle were in town. It was just super nice. I just felt like sometimes I work so hard on making sure every single relationship around me is good and that we're okay and I'm just nurturing everyone else in my life but I always seem to put myself in the back seat and I was like you know what I just need to sort of reset my brain my body Mm -hmm. I want to get back on track and prioritize myself first for a second and and that's what I did when I was there and it was so helpful I needed that bad. Yeah, I think everyone manages not feeling okay and resetting totally different. Some people need to be completely alone and isolated and having their time one-on-one. Some people need to be with their family. Some people need to get away and just be with their friends. And I think for us is that one thing we're big on is family. It's like, if we're not feeling great, we will leave at any moment and just go hang out with our parents or our sister or whatever it is just so we can. And it's nothing against anybody, even if it's super last minute, but they're the only ones that kind of can get us back to baseline. For sure. And I feel like especially when you're not okay and you don't feel great, it. The, I think sometimes it's almost worse when you're alone because you're talking to yourself. A hundred percent. I felt like I was in a bit of a mental rut. And now that I'm living alone, I was just sitting there and feeling like, okay, I have no motivation to go out. Mm-hmm. I have no motivation to do anything. Yeah. Meet up with friends, go get a drink, go to the gym. 
And actually, I sort of compare being in a mental rut. Maybe someone will understand this, but it's sort of like getting back into the gym after you haven't been working out for a while. Mm -hmm. It's not so much working out that's so difficult as putting on your workout clothes that you're like, oh my God, I, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. But then once yeah. you're there, you can do it. Right. And so I sort of felt like I needed to break this cycle because yeah, you're right. We're so close as a family. And I just knew that like being around mom and dad and my siblings, it would have just helped. No, and you know, I think uh, we don't like acknowledge this, but I know we've been talking about the moving and the traveling and all this stuff. But I mean, we went from having our family all together to moving out of our family home to our parents moving in across the country, to us living on our own, to like we had like, I mean, obviously we make jokes about it, but it's actually a lot bigger of a transition that we've kind of led on. And I think that for you, you're like, okay, I kind of needed to be with family and people around people. Yeah. Because when, when you're going through all of that and then you're just isolated alone. It was like a, a hundred yeah. to zero. And so I, my mom told me like, maybe I got teary-eyed a night or two. And I was, she goes, what's wrong? And I said, I do not know. I was like, like there's, okay. I just don't feel okay that my, my relationship is great. My friendships are great. My family is great. I'm healthy. I'm happy. But sometimes I just don't know why I'm sad. Mm -hmm. And she said, you have to understand that it's okay to not be okay. Mm -hmm. And I sometimes think that I would consider myself a mentally strong person and I don't like to show weakness yeah. in front of people. And the second that I did, it was like a weight just lifted right. off my shoulders. Yeah. Well, no one's asking you to be this. I know, like, I know, but you've strong. always been so vocal and and honest about your feelings, and you went to therapy, and you're okay with expressing how you feel and then finding a solution for it. Mm -hmm. Whereas I'm so hard headed, where I'll say I can just solve it myself. Yeah. But I couldn't. Maybe I should go to therapy. I don't think it's a bad thing to get a little tune up. I think it everywhere like cars. You have to put oil in the car to make it go. Sometimes you need to get some fluid for your some windshield. Fluid. You gotta get some fluid. <laughs> Sometimes your battery dies. You have to get a new battery. I look. I just think that when it comes to mental health, and I mean, like I've gone through it. I've always been very vocal about it. I think it's always good just to acknowledge what's going on mm -hmm. and talking to someone about it and just admitting that it's okay. And by the way, I like to say that emotions. Yeah, depending on your situation, this is not for everybody, but. When I feel really like in a rut or unhappy and it's really hard for me to get in a better mental state, um, I remember this therapist told me one time that this is a fleeting emotion. You mm -hmm. literally could feel completely different next week. You can feel completely different in an hour. Do not think this is forever and do not think this is something that you can't control or fix or manage. Yeah. And I think that's the best part about when you go through these things is start you start to learn a little bit more about yourself. Like, yes. What actually is going to help me feel better? And so I'm glad that you went home to our family and you talk to me, you talk to mom. And yeah. I think that now you're starting to get a better grip of what is going to make you feel better, especially when you have these emotions. Because I yes. feel like I could be, I'm feeling great right now. Like I've, I haven't been like this happy in a while, but oh my God, I, two months ago, I was like completely in shambles, like well, not I'm happy. Well, I'm super grateful to you and to mom because you guys have taught me over just this past week, so many tools that I'll really take to heart and mm -hmm. use because the things that bother you now and that you're not willing to address right now are going to affect you later on in your life. Yeah. And so I think it's important for myself and anyone listening that if you're feeling like sometimes you are just upset for no reason and you're in a mental rut and you have no motivation to do anything, that it's just a fleeting emotion. Mm -hmm. Tomorrow's a new day. You could feel even more sad, but it's a different emotion. 
So yeah, it's, day by day. It is day by day. Feeling good today. I do have to say, when I was sad and you called me, you really cheered me up because you had full-on bangs that you cut. And I said, so oh, is she? Let me tell you this. So while Sistine went to Florida to hang out with the whole family, I went to D.C., but when I got home, I was alone. So when I say I was very isolated, I was isolated. Like, I caught to see some of my friends, but, like, pretty much yeah. every single night, waking up alone, eating lunch alone, dinner so alone. So I had so much fun. Oh. <laughs> but this is the problem. Never mind. This is the problem. I did, no, I did see my friends a couple nights a week, but I realized that, like, sometimes I don't get when people start to, like, do impulsive things when they're alone and they just decide randomly, like, I want to just do this. I woke up one of the nights during the week, probably around like 3 a.m., and I had watched Pam and Tommy. I was seeing all these TikToks of these cool hair. I'm, I was, and you were sending me photos of this style as well. And I go, you know what? Yeah, I was like, I want to get bangs. And all of a sudden, you beat me to the punch. I decided, I was like, I want to try cutting them. And so <sighs> I cut long ones, and I go, okay, that's cool. The next morning, I thought they weren't short enough, so I cut a little bit more. I mean, you probably can't really see them that much, but... Look, like Honestly, when I, you did a better job than I thought, but it should just be a PSA to everyone out there. Hide your scissors at 3 in the morning. Nothing good is going to come out uh, okay, of first that of all, bathroom. That's true. Don't do what I did, but it actually came out really good. And I styled it the other night, and everyone thought I literally had bangs. And you got to style out. it next week. I know. I'll do it next week. I just am so 50-50 about it. I think I... I don't know. I think Look, I just realized how much maintenance bangs are. I'll tell you this. So I'm kind of giving up. I don't think you need bangs because you have a small forehead and a pretty face. I small have waist, pretty five face, head and a big chin. You don't have a five head or so, a big chin. I do. Hence you, the hat. You're not like Johnny Bravo. That's what people called me in middle school. <laughs> <laughs> and I would do um, the voice. At least everything. Johnny Bravo's cute. It's a man. <laughs> yeah, he's cute though. He's tall. With a huge Good chin. Good hair. Anyway. Anyway, yes, I don't think you should cut anymore. No, I won't. But I won't. style it next week for sure. Yeah. Let's talk about you, Sophia, because your updates are a bit more exciting, drastic. <laughs> so I was with the parents the week before in Washington, D.C., and this was not planned, but I decided to invite the guy I was seeing to D.C. Um, and because the scene called me out, and she was like, Are you eating alone? I said, No. Um, and we made a trip out of it. And during that trip, I have a boyfriend. What? <laughs> Round of applause, studio audience. Come on, guys. Thank I don't you. Think of, guys, this is a monumental moment. It's been three years. Three long, complaining Compl years. Complaining, sad years. No, I'm actually really glad that I had those three years to be single because I think that, I think I... I I'm going to call you out. I'm going to stop you right there. <laughs> there was not one day of your single life that you said, I'm happy to be single. <laughs> not one. Every day you were complaining about not being in a relationship. Now that you're in one, she's like, you know what? I really appreciated <laughs> those years. How about me? My ears were bleeding at the moment. Wait, we were first complaining. of all, you know what it is? It's more that I realized I'm just more, I think I tried to be the single 
fun chick that you can like date oh, casually. That was funny. <laughs> that was funny. But I can't. Like I, I'm more of a consistent person. I like my routine. <laughs> I like to know what's going on. By the way, <laughs> Sophia, I remember you had this two week period, and my mom and I would just look at each other and be like, "What the hell is she doing?" What are you, about? you tried so hard to convince everyone around you that you were this like crazy party girl, <laughs> loves to go out, loves the single life, doesn't give an f about who what who got you know. What, who approaches her? Like, you were just out and you were trying so hard to be someone you're not. And we kept saying to you, Sophia, you don't need to go out. You could tell you were tired. We're like, you can just <laughs> sit at home and read like you like to do. And you were just trying to be so, someone you're not. Well, I couldn't, I, you know, also, if I like stayed home and didn't do anything either, then that would have been boring as well. And I would have been more sad. No, 100%. I think every single guy that you went out with leading up to this guy was worth it. Yeah, I do. I actually you guys to each other. Yeah, but overall the trip was so much fun. I feel like it was, it, it was okay. So it was freezing for one thing. It was so um. It's not the weather being cold. It's with the wind. That's what gets you. Cold wind is the worst thing in the world. And by the way, I'm not a cold weather person. I was born in Florida, live in LA, and this weather was just not it. I don't. I'll, have- I'll tell you something. Wind, wind. If you're watching this, knock it off. No one likes wind. No, I'm serious. That's what makes it cold. If you're wind, keep scrolling. If you're wind, (laughs) unsubscribe, click off. Click off. No, but but it was even as cold as it was, everything was so much fun. We'd like record videos of each other laughing about how freezing we are. And it was just, we went to like great restaurants. But on Friday night, it was pretty big because we had to go to this uh, big event. Uh, it's for Ruth Bader Ginsburg. It's some award, and uh, Diana von Wiesenberg, which is really cool, I got to meet her, was getting awarded this. And also Nancy Pelosi was there. It was like all these like really big really political cool. people. Yeah. But I told him, I was like, do you want to come? And he goes, yeah. But that was also, he asked me to be his girlfriend, and then also meeting the parents at the same time. At In the, a tuxedo. In a tuxedo. For the so first time. You guys think it's pretty intimidating just to meet the parents at the house and do that whole dinner thing. That is a lot of pressure. <laughs> you brought I, up to a full-blown... A giant political event. I didn't realize how big this event was. I just knew you had to wear a suit or like a tuxedo, whatever, and I had to wear a gown. I mean, I probably should have just alone been like, oh, that is probably a big deal. But I didn't realize how many people were going to be there. But it ended up being great. I mean, dad behaved. Well, they both really liked him. They they came to me after they said they really liked him. You looked stunning. Oh, thanks. You looked so gorgeous. I was like, this is a lucky dude. Uh, It was really funny, though, me having my coffee... In the morning the next day, just going on Daily Mail, scrolling along. And up pops Sophia and her new beau. I know. On Daily Mail. Poor kid. Not even 24 hours. (laughs) I said, dude, I told him on the phone, I said, you can't get out of this now. It's official. We were in vogue. You can't get out of this now. You know what it is, is that, not that it's been that long, but it feels really good to be in something that's So what about him makes you feel like, you can have a relationship with this guy as opposed to other guys that you've dated. You know, I actually said this to him, but it was kind of funny. And I've said this to my girlfriends. I think they knew how how different I was acting with him than the other guys I went out with. But oh, I, I just knew. Do. I just knew for I just knew from the first conversation the emotions, the the conversations, everything. Just I, I in my gut, I'm, I was thinking if this doesn't work, then either I messed up or just something got just didn't work in the crossfire. I don't know what it would be, mm-hmm. but 
I just knew at the end of this, like something was going to become something. I don't know how to explain it. It was just this. You guys instinct. clicked right off the bat. Yeah, and yeah. It, and I think that when people, when you're going out with someone, really listen to your gut. Like I wish that was one thing I do wish in the the past relationships that I was in. I mm-hmm. kind of tried to force things. And I and I thought, okay, you know what? Like I think give it three dates, and then you'll. I think of anything three dates if you're kind of fifty fifty. But I do think that when it comes to something serious and long-term, you just know with that person it's going to be a bit more serious or longer 100%. or deeper. I don't know. Well, how long has it been officially now? <laughs> oh, God. Um, two weeks? Yeah, like two weeks, I think. Wow. I know, crazy. So what are you guys going on your mental honeymoon? Huh? Because you're in the honeymoon phase. Did that one just go right over your head? My mental honeymoon? You're honeymooning right now. Yeah. What, what do you mean? My, where am I going on my mental? Where are you in Bora Bora together? Oh, Jesus. So dumb Sophia. of a joke. <laughs> oh, well, where would I go? Um, say Tuscany. I want some good wine, good oh. pasta. Yeah, we'll, we'll be hanging out there. But it, it feels good. I'm happy. I'm happy I'm for you. Happy. I, I always think guy. it's interesting when you start dating someone that you start to pick up on their mannerisms and habits and then yeah. you start to do it yourself. Uh, I don't think I've gone to that level yet. Not that level? No. Well, you're, you guys are both together all the time. Like, I don't have that luxury. I've sort of developed a habit that I'm not exactly proud of. Because you actually mentioned this in an old episode, Red Flags with Dating Guys. If they have a Yelp account, that means they're a complainer. And Yeah. And I'm that person now. You, what do you mean? Like, you write Yelp reviews? So my boyfriend is a big foodie. Yeah. And he won't go to a restaurant unless he, like, researches it on Yelp, looks at the photos, looks at the menu, see if it's appetizing. The old me would have just said, anything on this street will work. Yeah. But he really cares about having a good meal, which yeah. I appreciate. Now, I find myself when I'm bored just scrolling on Yelp for fun and reading menus for fun. And I used to make fun of people like that. And now I leave reviews on Yelp. No, it's funny. No, it, I kind of do the same, not the same, but when I'm about to do something, maybe book something or there's something exciting coming up, I'm always thinking, like, would they have fun at that too? And yeah. I, I used to never care. I was like, oh, yeah, like, I'll go and I'll invite my friends and see who wants to come. But you're always, like, now considering, like, are they going to like this? No, I'm, <laughs> I'm, like, a legit food critic now. If Yelp photos of the food don't look appetizing, I'm like, it's not a good restaurant. Like, as if I would know. Like, you literally cannot judge it off of a photo, but. Yeah, you can. Absolutely. No. Sometimes, 100%. I don't agree, because sometimes when the food is messier, it just tastes better that's... than, like, perfectly structured food. I'm getting a yes from behind the camera. I don't think that's so true. Sophia. Sustina. <laughs> Rude. <laughs> also, another thing about dating someone new mm-hmm. is, don't you ever feel like the universe just alerts all of your exes that you're taken at the same time? Yeah. Has that happened to you at all um, recently? No, but I did run into two people that I went on a couple of dates with when I was out. Exactly. And you haven't weekend, seen them. I ran away. But you haven't seen them at all no, while you're single. No. And now you're official and you see everyone. Yeah. No, I was so confused. I, I, I never see them at all. And then all of a sudden they're coming out of the woodworks. And I'm not, I don't, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's because right when you close it off, like the energy that all of a sudden like they it's just... It's an energy you, thing. But you had a weird one. You had a very weird one. Like this was someone that I was appalled that Me called too. you. Appalled. Appalled. Because how dare you lose my her. Lose my number. I actually am shocked you haven't. Me too. Me too. Me too. Right. I'll tell you something. Yeah. I like to stay platonic with my exes. 
Don't give me a look like that from behind the camera. Lately. By the way, I agree. I think it's okay to like be on a good basis. I've never had a horrible blowout breakup where it was screaming, get the F out. No, I'm always sitting them down. See, I'm always the one breaking up. <laughs> I just realized. I, you know what? I, you know what? By the way, I've been asked that, and I was like, they're like, have you ever been dumped? I go, I am I the problem? Wish, <laughs> no. Am I the villain? Am I the villain? Yes, we are. <laughs> I wish, before I get back to my other point, that I would get dumped. Do you know how sad and Everyone stressful- that's been dumped no. is like, screw you. No, it's easier. It's easier. Because, okay, yeah, you feel like you don't have the power and the control of the relationship. I don't really care about that. But say if you don't have a legitimate reason other than just that you're not happy with them, how horrible, how do you explain that to someone? That sucks. Yeah, but I also feel like getting broken up with out of the blue when you're in love with someone is 10 times worse. Well, I'm down to try. Because (laughs) there's such a difference because... When you break up with someone, or if anyone's broken up with anybody, sometimes you mentally break up with them three months at a time. And so yes. by the time you break up with them, it's a little bit easier. But if you're getting dumped and you do not see it coming, maybe if the vibes are off, but that's what yeah. happens in long relationships. Like, things go up and down. So much worse. If I was fully in love with someone, and they were super off with me for two months, and then they dumped me, so I'm already upset about us being off, and then they dumped me? Horrible. I'm so sorry to <laughs> list them out. To everyone that has gone through that. Oh my. Well, back in to general, what I was saying. General. I like to stay platonic. So whenever we would break up, I would always hope to leave it on a friendly term. Yeah. Not texting on but the this regular. This person wasn't like a. F- well, no, this one in particular was one I did not, in fact, ever want to hear from again. Me too. And. I'm sitting in bed, Wednesday morning, minding, enjoying coffee, watching my Vanderpump rules. When I get a call, when I get a call from him, I literally felt like I got punched in the stomach. Really? And then I get a text from him saying something like, hope you're doing well. Ew. Ew. What what is the point? What is going to come out of that? Why do that? I don't, I, especially with him, not sure. And this is one that you just knew, you know, it's it's the person that shouldn't be reaching out. And but I just, why do people do it? You know, I think sometimes when people reach out to exes that they didn't have a good place with, it's something for control. I think they want to know that you're still interested in them. And so if you answered him and anything, if you answered the phone, if you texted him back, anything, anything that you giving him any energy would have made him feel okay. Well, that's why I felt really good about ghosting him because this was one relationship that was so toxic, so unhealthy. I was really down on myself for months after it. Like, yeah, it did not put me in a good headspace. And so finally having the control back, being like, well, I'm not going to answer you this time. I love that you didn't. Oh, man, leaving that kid on red. Uh, See ya. See ya. Don't want to be ya. Don't want to be ya. That's for sure. And you wrote this down. I like that. You you said that. Oh, yeah. Mom told me Yeah, I like this. You said sometimes. Do you want to say it? Do you want to say it? No, you can say it because it's mom told Obviously. Yeah, no, I told my mom this, and she said that sometimes you need to go through the bad ones to realize how strong you can be without them. Can I get an amen? Mic drop. Seriously, though. That's why I said, like, I would rather 
go go through all of the bad dates, yeah. uh, boyfriends, everything, all of the hard times, yeah. over and over again if it meant being with the one that I'm with right now. No, because it was worth it. I completely agree with that because I would rather, I'm happy that I was actually, I know that people everyone's like, oh yeah, you want a relationship, but I was happy I was single that entire, entire time and not chose someone that was not as good for me and I didn't listen to like that insecure side of me going like I should just be in one because mm-hmm. I need to be in one mm-hmm. because now I'm in one where it's just so easy and yeah. we're laughing all the time and it's so healthy and oh it's great. Oh my god, great. I can't wait for your first fight. I know. I don't know. It's so hard. I'm in like the honeymoon phase, so everything's so great. Yeah, you're in Italy in your head right now. I know. How just give you? it a few months. I know, I know. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no. One of the things that we really missed about doing sister episodes was bringing back our OG segments. In the beginning of this podcast, we would have our weekly updates, our unsolicited advice, our bedtime stories, our conspiracy theories, and we sort of just let those dissipate as the episodes have gone on. So, Well, we've been interviewing people. Yeah, but oh, God, I just miss them. So today hey, we're going to bring in a bedtime story. Sophie and I always go back and forth on what we should talk about. We love just exposing ourselves in embarrassing ways. And I saw a TikTok that really just triggered me in all the right ways. It was a TikTok of this little girl at a rodeo. And she was riding some oversized lamb as if it was like a mini bull. Like it was a bull riding competition. And they have the same competition, but for ages, what would you say, like 6 to 11? Yeah. And they ride these oversized lambs, and they take off, and they hold on for dear life. And Uh, That's so funny because I saw that TikTok, and I sent it to my boyfriend. I was like, I did this shit. So (laughs) I won. (laughs) Our bedtime story today is the time my mom signed Sophia and I up for the same exact competition in a rodeo, and the results were excellent. They're excellent. So we are in Montana, or Wyoming. Was it Montana or Wyoming? Montana. Montana. And we show up, and we're about to watch a bull riding competition. It's our first time. We're easily 10 years old, right? I was Eight years probably old. like, no, I was probably seven. Was that six. young? I was, I was a little. I, oh, I guess I'm, my yeah. number's off, so I was whatever it is, age. But we get there. We're sitting in the stands, and it's a huge arena. There are, like, hundreds of people. They're all super fanatics about bull riding, horseback riding, all that stuff. So, and we have our little stupid getup on. Like, we aren't, we're not Western riders or anything yet. So, my mom buys, like, hats and, like, flannels and boots. And so, we have yeah. the whole thing. <laughs> we walk in. Like, so, we know what's going and on. And she's with uh, her sister and her three daughters. And they yeah. thought it would be absolutely hilarious to sign up six little girls. During, like, intermission for whatever it, right, we're into this competition. So, I remember I got on first. And I had no well idea what to expect. So, this intermission was... Seeing who can hang on to the sheep the longest, and when and these sheep are not like nice. They are yeah, it's pissed. not like a little pony ride in a also, circle. What animal wants an eight-year-old on its back? None. So of course it's gonna get so angry and aggressive. So I I don't remember a lot of things when I was young, but this is one memory that is so burned into my head. I remember getting on, holding on all fours. And they opened the gate, and it went so fast that my body just flew off the back of it. <laughs> like, I didn't stand By the way, a chance. You don't sit on it, you have to wrap your legs and wrap your arms around its neck. You have to bear hug it. And I, it went so fast out of this gate that it left my body in so the gate. All the cousins and Sistine, everyone tried. I'm last, right? 
And so uh, they all were falling off the sides, all this like rolling in the dirt. It's all like a graceful fall. Oh, yeah. You're getting bucked off this sheep. And so I'm thinking, okay, I got to do a different strategy here. <laughs> I got I to win this competition. So instead of holding onto the neck, for some reason, I'm like, wait, maybe if I grab onto the stomach, like wrap my arms on the stomach and the other stomach or my legs and my arms, that I'll be more gripped. Like they're holding onto the neck and it's just not working. Gates open. I'm holding on and I'm going and it's going. It's By the way, she was hanging on. But this is the best part. Halfway across the arena, I'm about to fall. I'm sliding under the side. I'm under the sheep. So now she's literally hanging under the sheep. So her mouth is at the sheep's mouth. I'm like, what <laughs> and she's still, she's got a crazy grip. I she's still she going. Not nice. It was so angry, so mean. It was giving me this, like, it was like drooling on my face and stolen on. We have a video of this. I know, we and need then to find finally, it. I like let go and it tramples me because I'm under him. And I end up winning the, the rodeo competition. But you see me, I'm covered in dirt. I'm so proud of myself that I won this competition. And I just find it so yeah. funny because I saw that girl doing it. I'm like, yeah, that was me one time. <laughs> I'm definitely putting my kids in stuff. I love when parents sort of embarrass children like that. I think it's so funny. Oh, it's hilarious. I, I, you, I feel like if you're going to take your kids on trips, sometimes I'm like, oh, you shouldn't bring your baby on vacation. But if you're going to take your kids on trips, make them do really funny things yeah. where you know that you're gonna, they're going to want videos of it later, photos. You know what? what even you know? as a parent, you need to have some fun too. You can't be providing all the fun. Grab a beer, t- put your kid on a sheep. <laughs> and enjoy. <laughs> and press record. We're definitely going to find a video of that. I know, we need it to. It is so hysterical. Yeah. All right, you guys. We haven't done this in such a long time, and it's my favorite segment of all time because we get to talk to you. And so we are going to do unsolicited advice. Ta-da. And you know how it goes. You have to go on Apple Podcasts. Five stars, nothing less. Four stars. We don't acknowledge it. And write your question there. And we also love when you guys write a little bit of a nice letter to us saying that, we are sisters you never had, because that's our goal here. I do have to say, I've been reading the comments a lot lately that people have been leaving on our podcast page, and uh, um, I would say about 99% of them are stellar, lovely, stellar. so sweet, love all of you guys, and we had five stars. Now we have 4.9 star Why? rating, because one person... What do you mean? I'll call you out. One person captioned it, I tried. I tried to love this podcast, just can't get into this duo. And you know what? <laughs> Reality TV junkie all day. One star, not nice. Just don't, don't comment anything. You tried? You didn't try hard enough. You know what? If your title is reality TV junkie all day, we should be getting along. That That's was, me. That was the whole last episode was with how much we love it. We had a reality star on. <laughs> well, we hope you can change your mind and your rating because it kind of ruined our good streak. But we'll let it go. Meet us here at 12 o'clock tomorrow. I didn't guarantee we'll change it. Oh, how is We'll interview you. <gasps> oh, I'm scared. Okay, this is the question written in by Diana MJK. She wrote, the sisterly advice I need. Thank you guys so much for starting this podcast. It brings so much joy, and I hear your stories and feel like I'm not alone in my life adventures, and I'm not the only one going through things. You're not, girl. I know that no matter where I'm at in my life, you guys have an episode that'll make me feel better and give advice I need. That's so nice. Well, you'll love this one. Need some unsolicited advice. After a year of off and a history of dating toxic men, 
retweet. I'm trying to get back into dating. I've gone on some dates and have been bold enough to give guys I find attractive my number. That's awesome. I'm a go-getter and I don't mind making the first move here. I'm mm-hmm. also trying to work on my manifestations in crystal work. Sophia. Okay, I don't do that much, but okay. <laughs> I'm not really seeing the results I want because they're crystals. <laughs> <laughs> the guys I've dated haven't been what I'm looking for, and the one I really like, wanted to go out with, ended up being taken. Oops, it happens. Any advice on what I could be doing differently here, especially in my manifestations or crystals, maybe ways I can present myself so guys come up to me first. Thank you so much for being so genuine, fun, and willing to help us out. Okay. Okay. Diana, where do I begin? So I feel like we don't know enough about her dating mannerisms and her first move uh, tactics to give yeah. it give tweaks on what she's doing. But what you've said so far about how you're bold enough to go up to someone and give them your number shows confidence. And that is, like studies show, that is literally the number one thing guys look for right off the bat. Yeah. So you have that down. Yeah, you know, I actually was going to say, if anything, that would be the number one thing I'd suggest if you hadn't already said that. Because I think that... It's good to also know what you want. If you're feeling someone and you have a connection with someone, it's always good just to put yourself out there. That's the first thing. If you're trying to find someone, you always have to put yourself out there. You have to go on. I know sometimes, look, and I hate dating apps too. You don't have to do it. It works sometimes. Like it does. And I've seen success stories, I've seen fails as well, just like everything in life. But I don't think you need it. I think that you have a good group of friends, you find them, you go out. Say to people that you're single, say that you want to set, be set up with friends. Sometimes it's a little easier when you kind of have at least a, a ground to work on when you kind of know maybe someone of someone. But when it comes to the spiritual side with like manifestations and crystals, I look, I always have said I think crystals and manifestations are great and I like them. I don't do them a lot, but I actually, one thing that actually has kind of changed my mindset a while has been I've been writing down like three things I'm grateful in the morning for and I write one manifestation like I am strong this this and I'm open to big changes and it just kind of gets my mood in the morning mm-hmm. right and I promise and I know it sounds really weird to see and you're gonna like judge me for this but I actually feel like I've seen a shift in my life since I've been doing it. I've been doing mm-hmm. it for two months now mm-hmm. and I just feel like a lot of good things have happened. It's because when you are acknowledging the positive things that you want you're gonna notice the positive things that are happening for you yeah. as opposed to if you're only upset and anticipating bad things to happen to you in the future, then you're just waiting for the bad thing to yeah. happen. So for that side, I don't. you don't need the crystals. I, I mean, they work and they're fun for jewelry and things like that and good energy. <laughs> no, but they are. Like, I like when people wear crystals around their neck. Oh, I, yeah, I yeah. think that's cool. But I think that if you want to do the manifestation part, which I'm very much into, do that. I bought some journal on Amazon and it just does it once a day and it has a quote. And I think for yourself, it's a good shift. And maybe you can see a difference in yourself first thing in the morning when you do it. Yeah. But for the other side, for dating. So you said that you've been dating toxic men or you have a history of dating toxic men. I am right there with you, sister. And what I've realized was you can't change these guys. They're insecure in their own reason. And for whatever reason they choose to be toxic, it's my responsibility to not let that come into my life. And I realized that when I started showing self-love to myself and then I stopped attracting those toxic men in my life because I 
found a sort of middle ground of I deserve someone that treats me like this. So the second I started looking at myself in higher regard and held myself to a higher standard and told myself that I deserve better, then an amazing guy will see those same things in you. But when I was dating toxic men, it's because I wouldn't say I was toxic, but I didn't have any self-worth. But I think what you need to do different is just let it go. I don't think you need to put a lot of pressure on finding someone. I think that when I found someone, yeah, I wanted a relationship for three years, but I didn't put pressure on it. I, I was like, you know what? When the right one comes, it will work. I and know. it literally just worked. I hate it, that cliche when they're like, when you least true, expect though. it. But it's not even when you least but expect it. Like the person's going to come eventually. They will. They're going to come. The person that you're supposed to be with is going to show up and they're going to be the right one for you. And you know it because they're going to give you as much energy, maybe a little more, that you're giving to them. I think that's what I realized was when I was dating someone that I knew was different was that our energies align. Like they know exactly what they want and they wanted you and you know exactly what you want and you wanted them. But I do want to applaud you. Continue being forward and upfront about what you want because that's super important. That shows confidence and your boldness rocks. So best of luck to you. Keep us updated. Patience, confidence, and keep working on yourself and then you'll find Yeah, baby. Okay, I think that wraps the episode. Yeah, I thought that was fun. Well, chaotic. Fun. Thank you guys so much for joining this week's episode. It was fun. It was crazy. And now it's fun that Cece and I both have boyfriends. So maybe we'll talk about double dates if we ever Maybe do we'll bring soon. them on. They will never come on. But okay, we'll force them. How this? We'll blindfold them. Tell them, hun, we're going to take you on we'll a double date. We'll kidnap them. Put yeah. them in this chair and be like, welcome to Unwax. So maybe if Let's you guys do want that. us to do I'm it. I'm down for kidnapping. Yeah. Okay, well... Thank you guys for tuning in. Remember, if you want your unsolicited advice answered, go to the Apple Podcast page. Leave your question in the ratings and review section. That is the only way we're going to look at it. And we will see you next Tuesday. Bye. Bye.